Well, good morning again. Um, I'd just like to tell you that I was supposed to do my testimony back in March um, when the COVID virus hit and we, had, we got shut down. And, um, you know, so I was thinking that maybe today we'll get shut down again. I wanted to do that. I'm just kidding you. <laughs> um, you know, God really laid on my heart, uh, you know, over the years of, of um, who I was and what I did and how, what I am today. And, and that's what this is all about. The Apostle Paul um, always used that when he, when he was doing his uh, writings. And so what I'm going to do is, uh, is, is do my testimony. And then at, before I get down, I'll have a short message that he laid on my heart. And so um, the, for the one people that don't know me, my name is John Barth, and I've been going to this church for quite some time. And um, my wife and I kind of um, run some of the recovery programs here. And, and so I'm a, a recovery-type person, and as I do my testimony, you'll, you'll see what, what I'm talking about. And so bear with me for a second, and I'll, I'll get started here. And I'm just, I'm just thankful you're all here. And first of all, I just want to pray first. Lord, I just lift you up, God, the King of kings, the Lord of all. And I just pray, God, that you anoint me, that you give me the peace that comes with knowing you, Lord. And each person in here, God, I just pray the Holy Spirit will just fill them, that we will, we will just be filled with you, Lord. That when, when everybody leaves today, God, that someone that didn't know you will, will come to find you, Lord. That we all came here for a reason, um, and we've prayed that that reason is... To, to find out who you are, Lord, and, um, and, and to be blessed by your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, as you all know, Pastor Jay is, is um, attending a, a funeral. His brother passed away a couple weeks ago. Um, the amazing part about it was that I say, you know, Pastor Jay never wants to, anybody to talk him up, but um, is he learned at 10 to 10 a couple weeks ago on a Sunday morning that his brother had passed away, and he was still able to do that sermon. And, and what a blessing that is. Yeah. His brother was killed in a four-wheeler accident, and, um, you know, that we never know when our time is up, so we have to be prepared. And, and so today I just, just pray that maybe um, my word that comes from my mouth and from God will prepare us for that if we're not already. Um, so, and then just be in prayer for Pastor Jay's family. And then Pastor Daniel, is, he's on a well-deserved vacation. Um, he's in, I think he's in Oregon. Um, so that's where he's from. So um, pray for a safe return for him too. Um, so we, we, um, we are looking for a youth pastor. I wanted to tell you that too. And we're, 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 um, going after that real hard. Um, we want to have someone for our youth that our youth can grow, grow with them, um, become, become uh, um, what God created them to be, to, to learn about God's Word and also have fun and, and just connect. And that's, that's where God's leading us on that. And we do have some prospects that we're, we're looking at. And so keep in prayer for that too, if you would. Um, so the message that God put on my heart, um, I'm going to kind of, we should be out of here by three, I'm thinking. Um, I'm, I'm going to start, start at, um, um, I, I'm just saying, I, would, I, would, I lost my notes already. I was born in a small town in South Dakota. Um, it was a little town that had 600 people. Um, I had five sisters and three brothers, so it, we had a huge family. And just so you know, um, we were very poor, very poor financially wise. Um, um, and, but we had one thing that, that the most important thing is my mom knew Jesus. And she, she tried to instill that in each one of us. And, and my mom was very hard of hearing. And I think when I look back now, I think that was probably a huge blessing for Bless her heart, you see, she would go to church with us. Um, she would always send us, and when she couldn't go, and when the weather was permitting, because South Dakota can be um, kind of a tough place sometimes in the wintertime. And, and my dad, I'll, I'll um, tell you a little bit about him. He was a, he was a hardworking man, um, but he, 
he had a real problem with alcohol. And um, I remember thinking that, you know, I did not want to be like my dad. And I think that's kind of sad because sometimes we look at, at our dad, our father, our father as, as someone um, that we want to be like. But I loved him dearly. Um, but I, didn't, uh, I did not want to turn out that way. Excuse me. Um, so anyway, my, my dad would actually go to church once in a while when he was sober, but we moved to Northern California when I was 14. And um, I was 17 years old. I got married, and I had my first daughter um, at that age. And then I had two more by the age of 19. So I was a, kind of a young dad. One thing I had learned from my, from my dad is I had learned that hard work is something that you do. You support your family. Um, and, you know, and, um, and so that's something I really learned. So I think I, came, I became like a workaholic back then. And, but that paid off later in my life um, um, that, that I've used. You had to use that, draw on that, that um, knowledge that he taught me about working. Dad, like I said, he was a hard worker. I, was, I would work sometimes three jobs. And I, I didn't realize at the time, but my drinking had, had started to increase um, when I had a moment. <laughs> um, some of the jobs I had, I drank on the job. Um, unfortunately, nothing, I mean, fortunately, nothing happened to anybody. And um, I'm so grateful for that, that God was watching over me even then. Um, that, that first marriage lasted about 10 years. Um, and because my wife divorced me, she said, because of my drinking, of course, that didn't, didn't set well with me. <laughs> Um, but, you know, that's how we are um, sometimes when we're, when we're into ourselves and not into Christ. Um, so I reached a very low place in my life. I can tell you that, that I was to a place of um, where I did really didn't want to live anymore because I had three daughters. Um, and in a divorce, I thought my life was over because um, those three girls were my life. Um, and so... Yeah, I got in that very, very low place, and, and, you know, and my sister, I had a sister named Sherry. She was attending a church there in California, and she invited me to church, and I thought, you know what, as low as I am, I might as well go. Um, it really encouraged me, though. So I went that day, and, it, and they had an altar call, and that was in 1980. Um, I accepted the Lord into my heart at that altar call, and I realized that something changed in me. But I didn't really know what it was. I know, I know that they say you accept the Lord into your heart and things start to change. But I went through a lot of emotional pain after that. Um, I would call on God only when I needed his help. Um, there was times I got into situations and I would pray to him and he got me out of those situations. So God was working in my life even then and, um, because I had asked him in. Um, so I went through a lot of broken relationships. Uh, it, it seemed like uh, whenever I would get into a relationship with someone, if that person got close to me, um, I would want to pull back because of the hurt that I had from the first marriage. And, and, and uh, trust me, it was not her fault. It was mine when I look back. But, but that's how I felt back then. And um, so my relationships always turned out pretty bad. Um, so, I, in 1997, I, I gave up alcohol. I, I went to a recovery group and um, decided I didn't want to pick up a drink again and, and wanted to change my life. I was sick and tired of being, being um, sick and tired, I guess you would say. Um, so, I went, went there and I, and I learned, you know, that like I didn't have to drink because I had a support group. Um, you know, uh, God was working in my life, and I knew, I could tell there was something changing in me again. And, uh, but anyway, now I'm going to kind of fast forward <laughs> um, to 2002. And that was the day that I really loved. That's when I met my wife, <laughs> um, the one I have now. Um, <laughs> I met and married my wife, Janice. She's sitting in here, and, and uh, you know, God... God actually set us up. 
Um, the first time, I, I wasn't going to get married again. I wasn't even going to have a relationship. I was just being John, and um, sober John, which was nice. <laughs> um, and then she came into the office that I, was, that I had my office in, and I, and, and I seen her, and I thought, well, you know what? She seems like a real nice lady, but John, you don't want a relationship. Um, but anyway, it was a Saturday morning, and I went to the office, and, and she was there. And I asked her, asked her if she wanted to go to lunch. And here's how God works. Um, we went to lunch, and I was making small talk, like we do. <laughs> um, I, I said, so where do you live? And she told me where she lived. And I said, uh, I said what's the house number? And she kind of looked at me kind of weird. You don't really know me. Why are you asking? I <laughs> am. And, and I said, because I had a sister that used to live there, but she got divorced and moved back to South Dakota. And so, so I actually guessed the house number, and it was the one that she lived in. And so that was God setting us up right there because we had a major, we had a major um, connection, because it, not just because of the physical house, but the other things. The, the, her dad, my dad, um, um, our, our moms, and, and her brother. Uh, her, her brother's name was Johnny. And, and just the things when... I don't have the exact dates on it, but when people had passed away, they were at the same time between our families. Um, so I knew in my heart that, that, that God had set that one up. Um, but being the guy I am, you got to check things out. <laughs> so anyway, um, we, we got, like I said, we got married, and then we would get invited to church People would invite us to church, uh, friends that we knew, and uh, we were never too close to any disciples of Jesus, is what I would say. Christians is pretty wide. Um, discipleship is, is a following of Jesus. You gave your heart and you follow him. Um, so anyway, um, we would go to church now and then and, and, and kind of, you know, we'd leave there and say, wow, that was pretty good. You know, we were like, we were like part-time, part-time goers. <laughs> I guess I would say, you know, um, we were never consistent. We'd show up once in a while, and, and that was about it, and get hear the word and um, leave and forget the word. And so um, I, I just want to throw something else in here. I had met Keith Helgeson. He's, he's, he preaches once in a while here, um, and he, he's my best friend. We, we, we met. We, he worked with me in my office. We're like an old married couple. <laughs> we fight more than he does with his wife and with my wife too. So, um, but that being said, you know, um, Keith was a man that knew God, and and you know we're to we're totally kind of and we're not totally opposite because I barely knew God, but he knew him. And and this Bible right here, that he this Bible in 1988 at Christmas time he I, I, I found it somewhere that I didn't know where it was at. And it was in 1988, he gave me this Bible and he signed it. It, it, it was many, that, that was a bookend for many years. Um, it, but, you know, I'm so grateful he gave me that because it, it was starting something. But um, so, like I said, we've been working together for almost 30 years, maybe, maybe 30. Um, so I, uh, I, I believe in my heart then that God had a plan for me. And in 2009, Keith and I, Keith and I started a, a little Bible reading in our office. We were out on Haroldson Drive, and we started a Bible reading. And that, that Bible reading is still, that it was a Bible study, we called it. Um, it. It moved to our other office when we moved, but that Bible study is still going on on Tuesday mornings here, and that's back in 2009. But what a, what a blessing um, to have a Bible study and to learn the Word of God. Uh, you know, and so as I started to learn the Word of God, things in my life started to change. And it's not, for me, I, it was not just learning it. It was using it. And it took a little while to do that. Um, but every, every Tuesday we'd have it. Sometimes we'd have it every day. Um, we'd do a reading, and, and um, what an awesome thing, you know. I, I love that guy. He's my, like I say, he's my best buddy. We fight all the time. <laughs> so... Um, one, one day I received a phone call from a, from a guy that, um, that was running a recovery group called Overcomers Outreach. 
Overcomers Outreach. And he said, uh, he invited us, he invited my wife and myself. I didn't really know this man. Um, he kind of reached out, just, you know, I knew who he was, kind of. Um, but, you know, I, I, there was a, a, God was doing that in his life. And he was telling him to reach out to us. And um, I'm sure, without a doubt, today, I, I just love that man for what he did. Um, so we, the, the Overcomers Outreach was at this church, and it still is at this church. <laughs> um, this has been quite some time ago. But anyway, we decided to go because we wanted to check things out. <laughs> you know, you check things out because you're curious. Um, and we have been going ever since. But uh, it was like three weeks later, he, one time we were at the Overcomers, and he said, why don't you guys try coming to church here? Well, a novel idea <laughs> to try that, <laughs> you know. Um, I told my wife, it was on a Saturday, e Saturday evening, I said, let's just go try that church. And we came here, and um, this has been like eight, seven or eight years ago now. Um, we came here, and Pastor Jay um, gave a message that we could understand. And um, we, we just knew, my wife and I both knew, we had found a church home. Um, it's amazing how how God can lead you to, some, to something like that where you just one time and you know you're there. Um, it wasn't too long after that. Um, um, I thank Jesus for that one too. <laughs> but it wasn't too long after that that, that, um, that um, Pastor Jay and Cindy got to know us a little bit because we were coming to church on a regular basis. Um, I'm the type of guy that that when I do something, if I just dabble in it, I'm just a dabble forever. But when I, when I really want to do something, I jump in with both feet. And that's what we did in this. And, um, and so I was around this church a lot. Our office is just over on Woodruff, and it's not very far from here. So I was around Pastor Jay a lot, and so was Keith. And, um, and we were growing. We were growing by just fellowshipping with him and doing things for the church, you know, getting involved and not sitting on the sideline like, like we used to do with the other ones. And, um, and you know, so we started to grow in his word. And, and then we, could be, and we, be, we became connected. There's a lot of people in here that I know. I love all of you guys, by the way. But there's people in here that, that are just like family. I mean, it's amazing when you, when you become part of a church body, um, the power the power in Jesus that, that happens that with, with a group. And, um, and it's just, it, to me, it just, it just amazes me um, that, that I just, I just want to be around those people. Every Sunday, every Sunday I want to be here, you know. I want to see my family. Um, so anyway, um, as we started to grow, you know, God used us in different, way, way, in different ways. And, um, we were, you know, I realized we were saved by grace. I didn't really know, know what the word sanctified meant, sanctification, um, and that's growing in Christ and learning his word and growing, growing more, more and more like him. Um, that, that's the part that was missing, was the sanctification. And so um, getting into God's word every day, um, you know, um, living his word, using it, using it for, um, for daily things, just daily things. You know, if I can't find a screwdriver, I ask God, help me find that screwdriver. And he does. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. It's amazing, you know, I'm, and so I'm always talking to him. But, but um, so as, as we're, we're in here, we're, we're getting sanctified and, and God's just, using us for different things. And we, you know, when we're in Christ, we still have things that happen to us. Um, there's health issues that come up, that, you know, that, that you weren't expecting and everything. The big difference that I can tell you, I'm, I'm going to give you a few of those um, just to show you how Christ worked in our lives and kept us out of fear and kept us in and in, in, in grew us in our, in our faith. Um, so in 2013, that was just... You just started coming here not very long. I, I, I went to the doctor for a regular checkup, um, and he suspected that I had prostate cancer. Um, so, I, of course, I, he, sent, you know, he sent me over to a, for a biopsy, and sure enough, I had prostate cancer. Um, you know, 
I, I didn't get spun out about that, you know, because I came to the, came to the church on the Sunday after I, I learned that, um, and I told, told the pastor, and there was a group of people in this church that started praying, and, and the power of prayer during that situation um, kept me, because it was Jesus, kept me walking in a peace through that. I will tell you what happened is I didn't have enough faith to not take the treatment because I think sometimes the doctors, you need to be treated by a doctor because they, you know, they, they are some, they're guided by God in their hands and surgeons and stuff sometimes. And um, anyway, I didn't have enough trust, so I went ahead and had some, uh, uh, some radiation stuff done, and, and it caused another problem for me that, that they had to do a little surgery on, on me. And that surgery, um, the doctor told, told us it was on a, on a Thursday. He said, you know, I'll get you in on Monday, 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 and you'll be able to go out the same day. Um, but we're going to find a lot of cancer cells in you. There's no doubt. And so I don't want you to be alarmed. My wife was standing, sitting, sitting there right with me. And I said, okay, you know. Um, anyway, he, you know, went in and had that done. And they put me in a room. And I will be really truthfully honest with you. That was probably the worst thing that, that, that I ever felt in my life. I mean, the pain, um, the uncomfortableness, um, and, I w and I was laying there, and the room was dark, you know, because the nurse had left or whatever. The room was dark, um, but I was laying there, and I said, God, I just take me home. I was 60, 61 years old. I said, just take me home. And, I, and, I, and all of a sudden, the door opened, and it was a bright light came in the room. <laughs> um, it was a lady, a nurse. I'm assuming she was a nurse. <laughs> um, she came in the room and she went over where the computer was. I looked at her and she said, "She said we all, we all have gifts." And I said, "What?" And she said, "We all have gifts." And I didn't really ask her what she meant by that, but the pain went totally away. And it, was, and it was amazing. And that, that was God because I've seen so many things after that. But uh, to be relieved of that pain, and that was so painful, wanting to die from it because it hurt so bad, to relieve it, and, and it never came back. Um, that following, following week on the Tuesday, we went into the doctor. He had biopsies back, and he looked at Janice and I, and he said, I don't know what to tell you, but there's not a trace of cancer. And... <laughs> And her and I looked at each other, and we said, we know why. The day that church, this church right here, that the, that the people laid hands on me and prayed, I felt something coming out of my body. I didn't know what it was. I, I, you know, I, I couldn't explain it, but that was what it was. And so I, my faith is growing from that. Um, so that's one of my situations. And then I want to tell you another thing. So as, as, as we're going through the sanctification and learning the Bible. I, myself, I read the Bible every day. And this is not about me. This is for God's glory. I just want you to know I'm not, I don't want to be self-righteous by any means. I'm just saying that these things work if you try them. Um, I, we, we have a place up in Island Park, and I would walk this walk. Every, you know, every day we were up there, and, and I'd walk down this. I don't know if some of you might be familiar with Island Park, but there's a road called Big Springs. Um, and I'd walk that same road, and and for some reason, um, I had a pain in my side for a few days, and it was really hurting bad. And I didn't know what it was. I hadn't been to a doctor. And as I was walking, I always, I always listen to Christian music. I always have sounds in my ears, and it's coming from his music um, about Jesus, and it's always uplifting. As I was walking, I, I said out loud to God, because I'm a recovery-type person, and I know that I share what I have with others so they can get on the path to recovery. And so um, I said, God, take me out of myself and, and uh, let me help somebody else. I turned the corner on the Big Springs Road. That's a busy road. I always walk on the right-hand side with traffic on the side of the ditch. I look, and there's a guy coming on the same side of the road um, walking towards me about 100 yards away. 
and I go, my God, this, <laughs> he did it, you know. He put someone in my path. Maybe there's something. As I was walking towards him, and he's walking towards me, it was so clear to me. He said, I want you to pray for this man. I want you to tell this man that he did accept the Lord, and he accepted me in his life, um, and he is going to heaven. But had he followed me, he would have known. He wouldn't have had to go through all that, that, that worry that he's gone through. Well, I didn't know this, so, I, so he comes up. We stop. I said, I'm supposed to talk to you. And he said, he said, okay. <laughs> he was an older guy. And I said, do you mind if I pray for you? And he said, okay. <laughs> uh, so I put my arm around him. I said, do you mind if I put my arm around you? He said, okay. Um, so I put my arm around him, and I prayed, prayed for him. And then, as I got done praying, I said, I want you to know that God, you know, you know Jesus, and you're going to heaven. And he goes, oh, he starts crying. He goes, I was thinking about that. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know because I belonged to it. I'm to a different religion, but I did give my heart to Christ when I went to one of the other churches in Idle Falls, which was Water Springs. He gave his heart, but he never, he never followed up with any kind of uh, sanctification. And so he, he was at peace. I mean, tears were just flowing out of us. <laughs> they flown out of me too, but I don't want to tell you, men, men don't cry. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, I have, you know, as I walk away from there, it's almost like God said to me, that's what, you, that's what I wanted you to do. I felt like I wasn't walking on the ground for a little bit. You know, my legs didn't feel like they were touching. They were. <laughs> I'm sure they were. <laughs> so um, I got back to our camp, and I tell the ladies what happened, just happened, you know. And to them, it was like, yeah, well, okay, you know. You have, to, you have to be in that moment. You have to feel that. And when you feel that, that's it's so powerful. But you need to share it with others so they know that that happens. And that's why I'm sharing it with you today. So... That's what happened there, and I'm going to tell you another thing that happened. Um, we still have three and a half hours to go. Um, <laughs> so one night on Tuesday night, it was in, it was in September of three years ago, whatever that was. That would have been 17. Um, we had an Overcomers Outreach, and Overcomers Outreach is a Christ-based 12-step program that we talk about Jesus a lot, and, and it, anybody can come if you have any addiction, affliction, or whatever. Um, you're, all, you're all welcome if you have those because it works for everything. Um, and so anyway, we got done that night, and Janice had her car here, and I had my truck. And so she, she headed out, and I headed out. I went down Hoops Avenue, and I stopped at the the stop sign, I normally do that. <laughs> I stopped at a stop sign on Woodruff, and boom, someone ran in the back of me. And I, oh my God, you know, this thing whipped me pretty good, you know. Um, I got out. First of all, I sat there for a second, and I dialed 911 because I could see his car was smashed. It was, he went under my hitch. I have a 350 truck, so he went under it, and I could see, and, and then he, he, he was getting out, so I just called 911, and then I got out. Well, they showed, cops were pretty close in the area, and they showed up right away, and, and um, once again, the cops come up, they pull up. I hear Jesus talking to me, pray for the guy. So I go over there, and I said, are you okay? And he said, oh, my, my girlfriend has, has done this and done that. And he goes, he was all brokenhearted. He was totally, de he was totally destroyed inside, you know, his heart was breaking. And um, I said, do you mind if I put my arm around you and pray? He said, I would love it. So I did that, and the cop was watching us, and, um, you know, he just kind of stood there and watched. And, I, you know, I prayed for him, and I told him, you know, that God loves you. You're going to be okay. You know, these things, as we go through life, you're going to go through a lot of things. Just trust in the Lord. I don't know if those are my actual words like that, but, um, of course, then he got a, t he got a ticket. Um, you know, probably didn't like that part. But anyway... The whole point was, is it wasn't, even though he had run into my truck, um, what he had done, what he was hurting inside hurt worse than my truck. To me, too, you know, because I felt his pain. And so um, that was another incident where, you know, God will use you for situations like that, which is, which is awesome. Um, I, I, know, no, I know now not to say, but God, 
you know, no, just go ahead and do it, you know, because uh, you want to be obedient. Um, so now I'm just going to get into something else about my, my um, inadequacies <laughs> about cutting trees down. <laughs> um, this was last September. I had a tree in the backyard, and it was hanging over our, our fence, and I thought, if I get to change all out, cut that one big limb off, um, that'll be out of the way and it won't ever fall on the fence, right? So I get up, I go, go to start. First of all, I had been cutting some other branches in different places and stuff. So I went to start my, my uh, chainsaw and it wouldn't start. And I go, God, I need you to help me start this thing. <laughs> Pull on the demo and start. And I said, Lord, I, just keep me safe when I go up there, okay? <laughs> and that's how I said it. And boom, it started up. So I go up on this ladder, like, you don't do this, it's dangerous. Um, I go up on this ladder, and I'm standing on the second to the last rung, kind of leaning over. And I can see where the tree's going to fall in my head. Um, but I cut it, and it, it, came, it was going to fall that way, but it hit another branch, and this limb came back and hit me in the head. And off the ladder I went, and my wife was in the kitchen, looking out the window and seeing it all happen. Um, I'm on the ground. She comes out. She, first of all, she was really nice. She said, do you need an ambulance? And I go, no, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, and then, then she let me have an earful. <laughs> um, when I came to my senses, I looked at her and I said, that hurts worse than getting hit in the head. <laughs> and she didn't stop. <laughs> But here's the thing. I didn't want to go to the doctor, but it had broke my glasses. And so it had broken glasses, so you can't see very well without them. So um, she says, well, I said, I have some at the office, another pair. So she said, I'll drive you over there. Well, I said, well, that's okay. I'll be able to see tonight. Um, so she, you know, and I'm feeling really lightheaded and stuff. You know? um, so she drives me to the emergency room. <laughs> and I go, my glasses aren't in there. <laughs> um, she goes, you need to be checked out. Nope. Okay. I don't want to hurt her back to all the other, other stuff, you know. Um, so I, I was obedient with her. <laughs> um, anyway, we go in there, and of course, you know, they tell them what happened, and they, they, they x-ray about everything you have in your body. Um, I had a concussion, um, just one little mark on my head, uh, you know, and, the, and the, the doctor, I think it was the doctor, the nurse said, it's amazing that you didn't break any bones. And we looked at each other and said, God's watching how. Um, even when I'm stupid, <laughs> he watches out over me. Um, but you know, so, th so there's another incident, you know, th those, those kind of things I never forget. And, and, and when you share them with others, that's gonna happen to you guys. You're gonna have incidents like that. Just never think it's coincidence because it's God working in your life because that's what he does. Um, one of these times, he's going he's gonna to probably say, you know, go ahead. You're going to get a good one this time. But he hasn't done that yet, so I, I have a lot of faith. <laughs> um, so then I want to tell you another one. Are you guys getting bored yet? Okay, I thought I heard yes, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> we're, we're, my wife and I, we go to Ion Park in the summertime a lot. We're, we're, we're coming back on a Saturday, and uh, we're driving... We're driving down Highway 20, and I have a passing lane, and there's cars lined up going down Saturday afternoon. I don't know if it's a holiday weekend or not. This is in September. And so I thought, I'm going to pass. You know, I got a big truck. I can pass. I just get in that passing lane, um, and a semi jumps into that passing lane, probably, I don't know, yardage wide, maybe 300 yards away. We looked at both each other, and our, our two grandkids were in the back just playing with their phones. You know, they, they were oblivious to what was going on. Um, and we looked at each other and we both said, oh God, not the kids, because we didn't want the kids to die. And I, to this day, I don't know what happened. I could see the white in that truck driver's eyes, but we got, somehow we were in the other lane. That's how God works. Um, and we, we pulled over and we thanked him. Um, I'm still thanking him today for that one. Um, I think that Jesus take the wheel song probably is true. <laughs> um, now this one here, this is a different one. I'm going to talk about my wife just for a moment, what's, what happened to her. Um, back in, in uh, just recently, 
last year, she, she found out that she had breast cancer, okay? Um, so that they put her on chemo. And chemotherapy, I don't know if anybody's had that in here, and I, you know, I know some people don't survive from cancer, and, 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 I, and I don't know why. You know, I don't know why some don't and some do. But that chemotherapy just took her down to nothing. She's sitting here looking really good today. Um, it, it took her down to, to I mean, you would almost unrecognizable in some ways. Lost all her hair and kind of looked like me. <laughs> um, <laughs> got along pretty good at that time. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, anyway, she, she, she went through this. It was just a nightmare of what, what would have been a nightmare had we not had Jesus in our life. Because I can tell you, I cannot hold, a, I, and I'm going to get a little, sometimes I'm not too filtered. I cannot hold a vomit bucket for somebody. If I'm in the same room, I throw up. So I held the vomit bucket for her, and it didn't even bother me. And I knew that was Jesus helped me, having me help her. Um, one day, she was, one evening I went upstairs and looked, and she was in bed a lot. Um, I looked, and she was laying in that bed, and I could see a spirit over the top of her protecting her. Um, tell me, I'm going to start crying on that one. Um, anyway, so she, got, she fi finishes her chemo. She was on it for a year. Um, she finishes her chemo. We go into the doctor. Um, they had to do some surgeries, and the doctor, we, we were waiting for the results. Uh, to see if the cancer had spread anywhere else or anything, and um, we're we're in waiting in the room. And this doctor's always on time. He's been very sound. Does he keep you waiting? He's one of those type, which is kind of unusual. Um, but anyway, we waited, we waited, we waited. All of a sudden, he came in the room, and he just I can't shaking his head. I can't believe this. He said, "We looked at him like you know, there's some bad news here. You know," he said. There's not a spot of cancer left on there. And this is very unusual for the type of can cancer she had because it was very aggressive. And Janice goes, that was God. And he said, the doctor said, I'll give this one, God, the credit for this one. So there's another example. Um, this is going to be a little different. This next one that I'm going to do. Um, by the way, Janice, I am so glad that God took care of you. Um, uh, I had gotten pain in both my shoulders. Um, it had gotten so bad that I couldn't raise my arms. This has been about five, maybe five, four or five years ago. Excuse me. I got where I couldn't even raise my arms. So I went into an orthopedic surgeon. He said, we can only do one at a time. We can only check one at a time because the insurance thing. And the, so he checked my left one. He said, you have a torn rotator cuff and it needs to be have surgery on it. And uh, I said, okay. So he, he said, I said, will it heal by itself? And he said, it cannot heal by itself. And so um, I said, okay. We set up a surgery, a time, it was a week down the road, and told me what he was gonna do and everything. I came in here, Sunday morning, there's a guy named Doug Cushman in here, man of God. He prayed for me, put his hands on and prayed for me. It was within three days, all my pain was gone in both shoulders. That's been almost four years now. I never had a surgery. And he said it couldn't heal itself. And I know it probably couldn't, but God can heal anything. So, um, so I thank you, Doug, for praying for me. And thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Um, so one other incident, <laughs> and then, then, then I'll be done with this. Um, in February of this year, Super Bowl Sunday was on the 2nd. Um, February 1st, um, this is a little different. February 1st, um, I was coming to the house. It was a Saturday. Come in the house, um, got, got done eating dinner, went and washed my hands again. And I looked at my wife, and I could only see a half of her, the good side. <laughs> Just seen the one half. <laughs> the both side. It was her heart side, is why I say that. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I thought, my gosh, you know, what's wrong with me? And I, I, I said, Janice, I can only see half of you. And she looked at me like, yeah, really? All of a sudden, my left side went, my left side went limp, the whole side. 
Um, I, I went to sit down. First, I was going to go lay down, and, 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 w- and went and sat on the couch, and I couldn't even lift my head up. Um, so she calls an ambulance. The ambulance says, you have the stroke. They, I mean, they're, telling, they're treating me like a stroke, you know. Um, the, the, what I want to tell you is when you're part of a the, the church, there's, what they, there's, a, there's a, a list of people that you call, you put the word out on Facebook, and they'll pray for you. Anyway, um, uh, get to the hospital. Um, they're, they're working on me, and they, you know, they tear my night. Best shirt I had, they tore. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, they, they're working on me, and they're saying they had a guy from Colorado on a big screen, and he's a specialist for stroke only. And uh, he said, 90, 95% chance you had a, you're having a stroke. I could, hear, I could hear the words. I just couldn't talk. Um, so he had the doctors check me and make sure, you know, and there. Um, anyway, I find out from, from my, my daughter and her husband um, that the doctor had told them that I had a, had a blood clot on my, uh, from the CAT scan on my brain. I didn't know that. Um, so... Anyway, they, they have a pill they can give you, and long story short, it, it dissolves any kind of blood clots in your body, but if you have a weak an aneurysm or something like that, it could, it could make you bleed out. So um, they asked me, of all guys, <laughs> I'm laying there and if, if I want to do that, because they basically want to tell me if something happened to you, you might not be here. Well, um, of course, the prayers went out. Um, they gave me that drug. They said, they said, you will not be going home. You're, here, you're going to be here 24 hours because if you cut yourself, you'll bleed like crazy. And we can't take that risk. I had to sign a form. Um, or somebody did for me. Uh, anyway, um, I was in intensive care for 16 hours. The next morning, this doctor, the neurosurgeon, come, neurologist comes in, and he, he says, we're going to do an MRI on you and to check to see where it's at. Um, and came back, and he said... Three things. He said, you have one nice brain. <laughs> that was really nice of him. <laughs> um, he said, you don't have a lot of memory loss, and that's why he was talking about the nice brain. So, um, and then he said, you didn't have a stroke. And the other thing he said, he's, yeah, I'm going to let you go home and watch the Super Bowl if you lay on the couch. Because <laughs> in that, that room, in the intensive care, the TV was smaller than that screen, you know. Uh, like that. Um, but anyway, so, you know, I, I, and in time I've talked to some other people that had these symptoms and stuff. And, and they, so they, they didn't, so they, since they didn't call it a stroke, even though they, they told her and, and him that, that I did have that blood clot, um, I just believe it was Jesus who removed that. So they named it complex migraine, migraine syndrome. Never had a headache. But anyway, that, that's, that's my testimony on the things in the past. Um, and now I just got to tell you that the, the message that God has laid on my heart, and it's, it's actually about weeds, okay? Um, two weeks ago, I have, a, I have a garden. I planted that garden with the intention of never to weed it. <laughs> um, because squash will grow anywhere usually. Um, so I, I wasn't weeding my garden, and I was just basically letting it go, and I seen squash was growing because I could see it from my house. And um, I decided that, you know, I always listen to Jesus' music. I want you guys to know when I mow my lawn, it's always Jesus' music. I don't listen to anything else. I mean, when I listen to something on the news and it's negative, all I got to do is put my headset on and get, get the Word of God into my, into my brain, and that, that misery that I feel because I listen to that news goes away. Um, but anyway, God spoke to me, and he said, John, go out to the garden. And I'm like, okay. I'm, I've got my headset on, I'm listening, and, and also an evil thought came into my mind. And I go, God, where is this coming from? I've got your word going in my head, where's this coming from? I said, get Satan out of my head, and you come back in, Jesus go to the garden. <laughs> I said, okay. You know, so I go out in the garden, I'm, uh, and he goes, I want you to start pulling some of those weeds. And I'm thinking, um, okay, I can do that. So I get down on my hands and knees, and there's a lot of weeds in that garden. And you know how the choke weeds come up, and they'll try to choke off your plants? They were wrapping around and trying to choke them off. So I'm starting to pull those off and breaking off, 
and he goes, take the road out. Okay. You know, I'm down underneath those plants with my head underneath there trying to find the roots to pull them out. Then I look over here, and there's this great big weed. It's a, I mean, I don't know what kind it is, but it's big. And I go to pull it, and the ground's kind of dry. I went to pull it. I couldn't pull that out. I pulled hard, you know. And I, I've got kind of a bad back, so, I, you know, I, I didn't want to hurt my back. But I said, God, I need your help with that weed. I grabbed that weed, and that weed came out, and a big clump about that big around came out with it. And that's what he was, tell, he was trying to tell me, is get the weed of sin out of your life. The big ones, the big ones that, that hold us back from him, we're all sinners. I sin today. I'll probably sin tomorrow. Um, the, the big ones is what holds us back from him. And we, if we want to grow close to him, we've got to get rid of those weeds. And so I, I'm listening to what he's, what he's saying to my heart. Um, when that big weed came out, I felt like victory. <laughs> victory because I pulled a weed out of my garden. But that wasn't the victory. The victory was what it, the message he was telling me is, is, is you get those out of your heart, you can draw closer and closer to me, and I can work more and more in your life. And um, so anyway, I, I, I weeded my garden. Um, and I realized, you know, I started looking up things about weeds and everything. I realized what God really wants us to be. So I have a scripture, and it's in Galatians five nineteen through 26. This is the only scripture that I'll have. Um, and it starts here. This is, not, this is not what he wants us to be, the first part of it, 19. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. Idolatry, 20 is idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. This is what he wants us to live like. And I mean, it's so, it was so clear to me. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit... Let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Many people have heard of the fruits of the Spirit. Um, I've heard, heard them, and I kind of knew what they were about. But the clarification that God gave me on that, um, the fruits of the Spirit, is, 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 is awesome. I mean, it's, it's something I can't, I, I can't describe it because of how he clarified it in my, in my mind and in my heart. And... Um, so, so that is what, what, he, what he wants us to live like. And that being said, um, before I pray us out of here, I have a little video. It's only two minutes long, and I'm not in it, by the way. <laughs> um, and I would just like to play that and let you watch that, and then I'll, then I'll pray us out, okay? You want to go ahead with that? Next. File, please. Mm -hmm. Some lying, some stealing, and some acts of kindness here and there. I tried to live a good life. Well, let's see how good. This way. Next. File, please. Okay, I admit it. I did a lot of bad things. Yes, I see. But I've done good things, too, you know, to offset the bad things. Like, one time, I cheated on a test, but then I cleaned up trash in the park. Mm-hmm. That should balance out, right? Let's find out. This way. That should have balanced out, right? It should have balanced out. Next. File, please. Impressive. Oh, yeah. I devoted my entire life to make this world a better place. I dug wells in Africa. I donated blood every month. And I ran an orphanage in India. I mean, I just wish I could have done more. Mm-hmm. 
And is this your subscription? I only read the articles. I only read the articles. Next. My mom goes to church. But baptizes a baby? Take American Express, right? Next. File, please. Whoa. Somebody's been busy. Well, let's get this over with. Sorry, um, I didn't know he was with you. Okay, step on the scale. Not you. Him. Hey, wait a minute. That is totally not fair. That's why it's called grace. Next. Anyway, what the point I wanted to make on that video is we are saved by grace. And God is all grace. He's not just some grace. He's all grace. And and we, our works that we have, that we do, will not get us there, no matter how much we do. And we also, we can be a good person and a good heart, but until we accept the Savior into our hearts um, and, and, and uh, follow Jesus, um, then we, we can become saved. We'll, we'll have eternal life. We'll, we'll enter the kingdom of heaven one day to, to, to see Jesus. And so, um, that being said, I just want to pray us out. Um, and then if anybody needs prayer afterwards, you can come up here and I'd be happy to pray for you. Um, but I, one thing I just want you to remember is there are modern day miracles. Never give up hope because in Christ, anything is possible. So, Father, I just, we lift you up, God. We just thank you, Father. We thank you for who you are, for what you're doing in our lives, Lord. I just pray that today, this message that you laid on my heart, that someone that doesn't know you, Lord, will come find you, Lord. And the ones that do know you and are not following you, God, I pray that they become followers of Christ. I pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you all.